This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey everybody, glad you're back. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And greetings from Boston. It's the last day of our road trip. Uh, I'm Sean Kelly, and of course, uh, it's a Wesley Wednesday, so David will be with us here in a little bit, and of course, we'll visit in a lobby, because that's what we do. (laughs) Uh, Last night in Philadelphia, as you know, didn't go so well for the Pelicans, Um, but they'll have a chance to win the road trip tonight, albeit against a very good Boston Celtics team, and we're treated today as well by Danny Ainge, the president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics, Uh, was kind enough to uh, have a visit with us. Oh, I think it was late last week that we were able to get him and get on his schedule. So we wanted to do that and then, uh, of course, share that with you today. So we've got David Wesley and Danny H. today from Boston. Pretty good podcast here as the Pelicans wrap up this road trip. And before they come home to face the Lakers and the Suns and the Bulls this weekend, nice homestand to wrap things up. And then one week from today, can you believe it, the regular season will be done. And uh, David and I will be in another hotel hobby next Wednesday. We'll worry about that later. But just a short intro here today to our podcast because I want to get right to our two great conversations today. David Wesley and Danny Ainge. Stay with us. Dubs next. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with the Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Saturday, April 9th against the Phoenix Suns. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. Josh Groban on stage Friday, July 15th at Bold Sphere Music at Champion Square, featuring songs from his new album Stages as well as his classic hits with very special guest Sarah McLaughlin. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or by phone at 1-800-745-3000. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. All right, still to come on this Wednesday, President of Basketball Operations Danny Ainge from the Boston Celtics will come up here in just a little bit. First, though, Time to have a little fireside chat on a Wesley Wednesday. Literally, we are, David, at the fireplace because it's like still winter in Boston. And yes, we're in another hotel lobby, by the way. You want? You think we should go back and count how many hotel lobbies we've been in for Wesley Wednesday this year? I, I think that would be a good idea. And, and what I wish we could do is video what we do so that people can see the lobbies and 
us just getting out of bed to come do this, as well as the fireplace. It's a good look, and I think people would enjoy it, and we could be clowns on TV. You're, you're opening a whole new thing here that you'll regret one day. You're right. <laughs> Let's just keep it how we do it. We don't need anybody extra to schedule all this stuff. We get it done the way we get it done, and it's great. Straight podcast. Straight podcast. Do it. <laughs> Straight podcast, homie. That'll be the new T-shirt. <laughs> Welcome back to Boston. I know you like it here. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed my three years here. I uh, enjoyed the fans here. Uh, uh, the basketball wasn't always great, but uh, there was uh, my first year here. We made it to the playoffs, lost to Orlando, who ended up getting to the finals. Um, so, it was, uh, it was a great three years here. I thought it was going to be longer. Rick Pitino came in, wanted his own guys, and pretty much changed the whole team. Rick Fox ended up going out to L.A. I ended up going to Charlotte. And, uh, you know, it's kind of where my career started taking off. You played with Rick Fox here? I did play with Rick Fox. Uh, you know, there was, you know, the Sherman Douglases, um, Xavier McDaniel, Dominic Wilkins. Was, was it hard not being the prettiest guy in the room, David? Uh, no, I played with uh, 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 Purvis Ellison. <laughs> he thought he was kind of a pretty boy. So, uh, and then of course Rick Fox is everybody's a pretty boy. So, no, it was uh, it was easy, kind of being right there in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you remember the first time you pulled that Boston Celtics jersey over your head? You know, I I, I do, and I and I remember uh, more than anything the year I tried out with Houston and got cut. Um, just going out for a preseason game, putting that, putting that stuff on. You know, your stuff's in the locker, your shoes are there, you know, everything's ready to go and in order. Um, and then I played in Jersey, same feeling, got to Boston, and then it was this unique feeling that, you know, I'm playing for this team with all this history and amazing players and Hall of Famers. And uh, I want to say that year, either my first year or the second year, was like the 50th anniversary. So we had a home and home with the New York Knicks. So all the great Knicks, all of them came in. All the great Celtics, all of them came in. And Is there a fight? <laughs> now, well, you know, they're, uh, they were all in their 90s. So <laughs> hey, man. Hey. No disrespect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, I know. They were all older. And they were chill, and, and I think they thought it was just as cool as guys like myself that were, you know, new in the league and watching these great players. Just and and they were all walking around like matter of fact, no bodyguards, no posturing, just hey, speaking, shaking hands. It was it was really great. Yeah, no, that's outstanding. We'll talk more about the current day Celtics here in just a bit. Um, last night's game in Philadelphia was hot garbage, pretty much. Uh, other than last night's game at Philly, some thoughts over the last week. You know, we kind of go from one Wesley Wednesday to the next. Uh, and prior to last night, heck, New Orleans had won three of their last four. So I'm, I'm eager to get your observations on what you've been watching here of, of recent. Well, I, you know, I think it's been great. And, I, and I've been saying that in a season that's, that's had so many disappointments and a whole lot of bad news, this last week has been really fun to watch the style of basketball, not only that Alvin's been, been trying to get these players to play, um, but the way basketball is supposed to be played, where you share the basketball, you move it, you know, player movement, ball movement, 
guys playing hard, guys playing for something, even though there's no playoff chance. I've enjoyed the new guys that have come in, stepped up, and being in this evaluation period, these these guys have, have done some things to raise some eyebrows. If not for the Pelicans, you know, sometimes they're, the numbers may not fit. You know, we have a ton of guards right now, so somebody could be the odd man out. But, um, you know, they, they've they've made it possible for them to, to play this game for, for a career, if not for the Pelicans, for their, any of the 29 other teams. All right, okay, so with that being said, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am. <laughs> um, out of this group right now, whether it be the D-League guys or the guys that were further down the roster, getting more of a look, Luke Babbitt, per se, out of that group. Um, who have you said to yourself, I'd like to have him back next fall, and then who are the guys that maybe need this next and this final week of the regular season to perhaps either change your mind or or confirm what you're thinking at this point? Well, you know, I, I'd like to see more of Tim Frazier. Uh, you know, his 10 or 11 games here have been pretty wow. Um, you know, certainly you can see some of his weaknesses, but his strengths, I think, outweigh his weaknesses, uh, his style of play, his, uh, his willingness to pass the ball, his decision-making has been pretty solid, in my, in my opinion. Um, Hamilton, for me, hasn't quite rung the bell. Um, I, I think he's got to show more than, than what I've seen so far. Ennis, uh, I think I'd like to see more of and see what he brings to the table. Uh, I would like to see guys like Ennis go against a Bryce DeJohn Jones. I'd like to see more of him. We only got two 10 days of him, and then he broke his wrist. Um, Luke Babbitt, I, I think – he has really shown signs that if you give him the minutes and he gets his confidence, he can make plays. And, and I, you know, um, I don't know why he's gone. And, and this is the second year he's gone from playing to oblivion and then play a little bit and then oblivion. It's just um, something that's going on behind the scenes that we don't know has got him, you know, constantly in that rotation of – of playing and playing when he plays, he's professional. He comes out, he does his job. Um, uh, but I, you know, I'd like to to see more of him as well. Who am I forgetting? Who's who's? Uh... Well, I think that's probably the ones that draw the most attention at this point. I think we know all we need to know about Dante Cunningham, yeah. which there's there's stuff to like and there's stuff to say, you know, but. But for the most part, look, that guy's played hard. I think he defends just about as good as anybody on this team. But maybe with Tony Douglas would be a guy that we haven't talked about yet either, who's kind of, a, strangely enough, who was red hot there for a while. And now these last two, I don't know if he's tired or, or what, but the last two have not gone well for him. Not to, I don't want to take away from the overall resume, but that's the, that's the only guy I guess we haven't really talked about. Yeah, Tony Douglas, and, and I, I hate that I even forgot about him because I, I, I like him. I like him a lot. I like he comes, he plays hard, he defends hard, he, he, he makes good plays. And, um, you know, I, I, I'd love, you know, I, again, you know, that odd man out kind of thing. I'd love to find a spot for him because I do like him. I like his personality. I like him around, you know, the, the team, that whole thing. Everything is great. Um, and 
he's fought. And you say he's tired. Yeah, I, I think a lot of these guys are tired simply for the fact that when you defend that hard like Tony Douglas, when you have to play that hard, um, when, you, when you give it up every night and now all of a sudden you go from, you know, a, a series of probably playing, you know, 50 minutes in 20 games, now all of a sudden you're playing 50 minutes in two nights or, yeah, one and a half nights. It, it's, a, it's a difference, and there, there's a lot of back-to-backs, you know, towards the end of the season. These games are coming pretty fast trying to finish up the season. These guys are seeing some tired and some aches and pains that they haven't felt uh, in a while. And I'm not saying that Tony Douglas has never been in this situation, but, you know, when, when you haven't done it for a while, then all of a sudden you're, you're kind of thrust into it. These guys are tired, and, you know, he's a jump shooter, a lot of short shots, um, a lot of tired plays, and, and – and certainly if this was the middle of the season, certainly by the end of the season he would recover, get going. But uh, right now it's, it's kind of like this fast forward to the end of the season. And uh, these guys are tired, but they're, they're, they're working at it. Okay, before we run out of time, let's rapid fire on a couple different topics here. Um, one is just a piggyback off of what we just said. You're in the middle of your four games and five nights. Everybody's had it on their schedule. Here yours comes late. Um, any concerns about getting through this? Just because they've been shorthanded, guys are playing – double their normal minutes yeah it's it's a tough it's a tough situation even for the guys that play all season uh but you know you you gotta you gotta get mentally mentally prepared and a lot of this a lot of this 82 game season is mental and if you can keep your mental sharp uh you can you can almost force your body to do some things that it's not used to doing uh but it is a chance to get injured and uh, it's a tough situation, and, and these guys just got to fight through it, make sure they're getting their rest and fluids and, and make sure they're prepared like that. Five games to go overall, four more in the f- – no, three more in the four games and five nights. All right, rapid fire number two. These Boston Celtics who will face tonight at the TD Garden, give me your thoughts. I, I have some, but yours are going to be – yours going to be more poignant and they're going to mean more, so let's hear it. They're going to play hard. They're going to come at you and – uh, Stevens has got them playing at a very, very high level. They, they're coming off a, uh, you know, a couple of wins on the road, one being the Golden State Warriors, uh, but they're changing West Coast to East Coast from playing. I think they played the Lakers last, and that turnaround, getting back on their time zone is a, is a thing. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's a thing. You're coming back, you're getting on your time, and they've had a couple of days to kind of figure that out before they play tonight. I don't expect anything less out of out of Boston. They're going to come and they're going to play hard. Isaiah Thomas hits big shots, takes big shots. Uh, the engine that, that makes this thing run, but they have a lot of guys, no real huge names, no superstars, and therefore they share it. They move it, they get it done, and – it's a fun brand of basketball. It's like the, the Pelicans have played uh, before last night, the last three or four games, uh, which makes them very tough to guard, very tough to beat. All right, real quick follow-up question on that. I don't think they can win the East. I think they'll be a bit of a wrecker in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But if, as they look to take their next step, a ton of cap space, a truckload of picks. Does Danny Age have to be careful here, even though it looks like he's in the catbird seat? Very careful. Uh, again, and I, and I go back to the Dallas Mavericks, how they, they win the championship, they get rid of all their grimy guys. Uh, those guys make teams, and right now they have a collection of grimy guys that nobody's sitting there mad at whoever, but you, they, they just play basketball and they play it together. 
you start adding superstars and guys that don't fit, all of a sudden you go from this very positive season, this very uh, hardworking, grimy season to a lot of chippiness, a lot of in-house fighting, a lot of uh, passive-aggressive, which is really bad. It, this passive-aggressive, uh, he ain't passing the ball or he's not doing this or he's not doing that. So you got to be careful who you bring in and how you add them to the mix of guys that are already here getting it done and, and getting it done well. Clock's ticking even faster here. Uh, Golden State loses again on their home floor last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, again, have a good young talent, but let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Are they going to break the Bulls' record? They have to win out to do so, and you know their schedule remaining. Uh, no, they have two with San Antonio. They, they, they're they not going to beat San Antonio Only twice. San Antonio. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat San Antonio twice. Um, and even though Popovich may rest – they still got Memphis on the schedule who's, who's still fighting, I want to say, for a four or five spots. So um, they're going to lose one or two of those games, and they might, just, they might just throw the brakes on. They might just say, forget that. Let's just finish the season out. They've now lost two at home. No big deal, but they were invincible at home. That would have been nice to go into the playoffs with, and now I think people are starting to see, oh, there's a chink in the armor. We got a chance. Okay. So, yeah, they've lost two of their last three at home. I think last night's game changes the way that even San Antonio looks at the finish to their schedule. So, last night <laughs> kind of did a 180 on a lot of things. All right, last thing. Tim Duncan won his 1,000th game last night. 1,000 wins. All of them, of course, with the Spurs. You're shaking your head already. Go. It's insane. It's insane that one player uh, can do that, uh, play with one team that long, have this kind of success. Uh, their win percentage with him is like, in the 70s I think it's it's insane um and this guy is not what you would consider like one of the mega stars that he doesn't do national uh commercials he's not all about me 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 he's just one of the pieces of the puzzle that have won 50 games for 20 years it's just it's amazing in this day and time with Facebook and and all the social media that he is just I'm cool with being me. I'm cool with being a spur. I'm cool with going to work every day, getting the job done, and getting those rings. Yep, no doubt. David Locke of the Utah Jazz tweeted out this morning, in light of this, he said, Carl Malone, Utah Jazz legend, 775 wins. All right? Michael Jordan didn't even play 1,000 games. And here's Tim Duncan with 1,000 wins. So, on that note, we good on a Wesley Wednesday? We're good. That's an amazing uh, stat that Michael Jordan didn't even play a thousand games, and Karl Malone seven hundred, almost eight hundred wins. It's that's pretty impressive. A thousand wins. I don't care how you look at it. That's a heck of a career. And that's another hotel lobby with David Wesley. By the way, next Wesley Wednesday is next Wednesday on the last day of the regular season, and it will be from yet another hotel lobby from Minneapolis. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Danny Ainge, Boston Celtics, in just a moment. Stay with us.
How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. If you haven't experienced our new and improved Sideline Premier Seats, then you'll want to check them out. Offering the closeness to the action, but full vantage point of the court, it's a great opportunity to entertain clients, associates, and friends. Sideline Premier Seat ticket packages include parking, food and beverage credit, access to private clubs, and more. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to learn more about these premium seating options today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Danny, when you went about starting to rebuild the Boston Celtics, the hire of Brad Stevens, the uh, the acquiring of draft picks, um, where things stand right now, what would you gauge as your level of satisfaction as, as to how far the Celtics have come? John, it's tough to, to know how, how far we've come. I mean, we've made strides. We we had a good year last year and fought our way into the playoffs. Um, and this year we've improved on that record and, and made steady strides as our young players are developing. Um, the next step is always the hardest, is you know getting to become a, a, a true contender and an elite team in the league. And uh, we do have a lot of assets. We have a lot of flexibility and cap space and um, where, you know, that next step is always the hardest. So we'll just continue to develop our team now. But we're we're satisfied with where we are, and um, we need some good fortune and you know some good decisions here in the next the next year or two to take another step. Danny, many who watch your team on a regular basis mm-hmm. sometimes describe the current Celtics as a bit of a surprise or um, exceeding expectations. Uh, at this point, do you subscribe to that in any way based on what you just told me? Um, yeah, I would say that that I'm a little surprised. I'm I'm flattered by how much attention our team has gotten this year, but it's not what we're trying to accomplish. We're, we're just trying to get better each and every day, and I know that's old cliche, but we have a terrific coach and a coaching staff and some really good young players that put in a lot of work and they are growing in um, chemistry, um, getting to trust and like each other. Uh, the team has, has played terrific basketball, I think, this year. I mean, for us to be the third-best defensive team in the league with um, with our personnel has been very satisfying and impressive and tells you a lot about our coaches and our the commitment from our players. Why has Brad Stevens been seemingly the right guy for this group? 
Um, you know, I think Brad is, a, is just a great coach. I think he's just, he would be good with any group. Um, he's really smart. He's extremely hardworking. Um, he has a great temperament. And um, I think that that's a really good formula. He's, you know, got great, great experience as a coach. I think that he's even going to get better as a coach um, as he learns the NBA more and more. And um, I think he's, I think he'd be a good coach anywhere with any group of guys. He seem he seems to have bucked the trend, Danny, of of successful college coaches. Uh, performing at the same level in the NBA game. And I know they're two different games, and I know why sometimes this hasn't worked. Um, but he has, he has, I guess, in all respects, kind of uh, thrown that theory into the garbage can. Well, hey, listen, I think that some of the, some of the coaches that, are, that haven't been successful um, in the NBA, um, Lon Kruger and, and Rick Pitino, and, of course, Rick has had some success in, and uh, John Calipari, and just to, just a, a few off the top of my head, um, I think they all would be successful, uh, in my opinion, in the NBA. I just think that they just had circumstances that prevented them from being successful. Um, but, you know, Brad is, um, you know, being as young as he was and not being sort of from an NBA background, coming from the college ranks with no NBA experience, um, he really has done an amazing job, and he's learned the NBA game fast. I think he'd be the first one to tell you that, um, yeah, there has been a learning curve and learning learning about the game, and um, he's done a magnificent job learning. Help me understand why Isaiah Thomas has, has blasted people this year. Um, what do you like most about his game and, and his leadership of your franchise on the floor? Um. Yeah, Isaiah's had a terrific year, but like I don't think this is the first year. Isaiah was good last year. Uh, when he got to us, he was good when he was in Phoenix, and he was good the year before in Sacramento, uh, averaging 20 points a game. He just, just didn't have a um, you know real good team in Sacramento at that time. But he's he's had a fantastic year. Again, he's another guy that just keeps getting better. He has passion for the game of basketball. He eats, drinks, and sleeps basketball in the off season and during the season, and um, great love for the game. And he's a very charismatic personality. Our fans have fallen in love with him and, and embraced him, and he has embraced the city of Boston. And um, it's been a, it's been a really fun ride watching him um, gain the trust and. Uh, respect of his coaches, his teammates, the city of Boston, and and it's, he's had a terrific year. Is there a guy or or guys on the current roster that perhaps, uh, from your eyes uh, as the general manager, the president of basketball operations, uh, is is integral to your success so far that maybe doesn't get the attention uh, that that he deserves? Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, Isaiah gets most of the attention, and, and he has earned the attention that he's getting. But, yeah, I think that, you know, Jay Crowder and um, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, you know, defends the best guard every night. Um, he is our second-best offensive player and our best defensive player. Um, he plays with injuries. He's just a true 
team guy and a real warrior of a player. And, uh, you know, probably doesn't get the attention that he deserves around the league would be my first thought. Um, and then and then I said Jay Crowder also. Jay Crowder um, has has been great for us on both ends of the court, too. Also versatile, also a guy that, that uh, defends the best front court players. And um, But I think those two guys are probably a little bit under the radar. And Jay's been hurt, too, uh, Danny. I, how important is it to get him back here with enough time to kind of get his legs before the playoffs? Oh, we definitely need Jay. He's a he's a big part of our team, and so yeah, we're anxiously awaiting his return. He's been out a while, and and you guys certainly understand how difficult it is when you lose some key guys, but we lost Marcus, and it took Marcus a long time to come back, and he's a big part of our team, and losing Kelly Olenek this year, and and now losing Jay, um, we're anxious to get all our guys back and just knock on wood that we can be healthy when the playoffs start and, and give us give us a chance. Speaking of the playoffs, I know so much attention, and probably rightfully so, has been lumped upon the Warriors and the Spurs and, and, and what's going to happen in the Western Conference. But Danny, awfully intrigued about the Eastern Conference playoffs. Up, You guys are fighting for home floor advantage there in the first round. You're in the middle of a very crowded pack. That seems it would make, uh, for for me as a fan, uh, uh, just as much fun watching the Eastern Conference playoffs as it will be the West. No, I think so, too. I, I think that, uh, listen, I think that there's the San Antonio and Golden State have really earned and deserved the attention they've had. I, I, I sort of feel like the next tier of teams, um, you know, hasn't really played up to their capabilities or played up to as good a team as they are now. Um, I think that, you know, the teams like Atlanta and Miami, as an example, are really good teams. And, um, you know, they're starting to play really well now when as the season's winding down. But, um, you know, I don't think they – and then, you know, Memphis and the Clippers and the Rockets, you know, were, were projected to be, you know, title contenders when the season started. And, and um and New Orleans was, you know, projected to be a really good team when the season started, you know, up-and-coming team. And so I think that there's, because that sort of secondary tier has not played as well as they were, especially the first half of the season, I think that that has, that's one of the reasons why I think San Antonio and Golden State have been, you know, uh, are you know, record-breaking type seasons. Danny, the last time the Celtics were, were contending and winning championships, they had big names, big three, high-profile type players. Uh, Danny, as you take this roster closer and closer again to, to championship contention, do you have to, um, as a president of basketball operations, lean back on that formula, or are you working on something different now as reflected in this current roster? Well, you know, listen, there's there's lots of different ways. If you look at the history of the NBA, there's different ways of winning. And there's not one formula. And you can't sit and wait for, you know, uh, somebody to come and rescue you. Um, everybody understands that stars really drive the NBA. But um, there's no guarantees. There's a lot of stars that haven't ever won championships. And you can't sit back and wait. We will continue to, to work on developing the players that we have, work on getting the best draft picks and the best deals that we can do. But really, it's it's not much different. I mean, we focus on draft, 
um, deals, including free agency, and and um, developing. And at this time of year, um, while I'm working on the draft and preparing for free agency and draft, you know, my coaches are working on developing our players and um, mm-hmm. and doing their role. And that's all we can do. And and see what and be prepared to take action when an opportunity presents itself. And we're in position to take action, and we're in a good position. Um, but, you know, we need to hope that there's a, a partner willing to, to make some changes. And with that being said, what, what kind of pieces do you feel like you still need moving forward? What would be your, your wish list, I guess? Oh, I, I guess the same wish list that we all have is just uh, star quality players. Just you know no, the no, the extra ten no percent specifically. No, I don't think so. I think that we have we have a really deep team, and and it's not any position necessarily as as much as just um, you know guys that are that are all star caliber players would make would be the most, but at any position. Well, it's been fun to watch. I'm, I'm excited to see your team. At your building, uh, you know, on this road trip for the Pelicans, and uh, we wish you all the best, Danny, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. This is a great story, I think, and and watching uh, the development of not only a coaching staff but also of of a roster and and what you've done in building it. I, I think that roster management is probably the hardest thing in all of professional sports, and um, and your formula right now is working. And so, tip of the cap to you guys, and and uh, I appreciate your time today. Thanks, John. Appreciate yours. All right. Danny Ainge with us here on the Black and Blue Report. For fast relief coffee. Summer is coming and Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keefe's offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keefe's and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe's. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us, here to build a future with you. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Hope you enjoyed it. Good stuff today from David Wesley. We covered a lot of ground there. And then, of course, uh, some insight onto uh, what has become a nice story here in Boston about the Celtics. And a big thanks to Danny Ainge for being with us on today's podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow from New Orleans, back in Studio B, as the Pelicans will be getting set for their new homestand that begins Friday night against the Los Angeles Lakers. We're also getting closer to that Saints NFL draft, so we'll be talking about that as well beginning tomorrow on uh, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. So again, thank you for being a part of our Wednesday and the end of our road trip here. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.